0: You are listening to And If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. We Hello, you are listening to That Great Podcast in Sky and What Remains. I am your host, Mike Levitt. We're going to do another overreaction today. Um, today we're going to be talking about. We're going to Eric Weinstein did an interview with uh, Chris Williamson on his Modern Wisdom podcast. Really interesting show. Love the show. I think it's great. You guys should should go subscribe. Um, get a lot of interesting guests on there. Eric Weinstein is a very interesting fella. He's the one that actually termed the co- or coined the term termed the coin coined the term. Um, the uh dark web no not the dark web the dark the intellectual dark web i think is what it was called back in the day and it was basically he considered him his brother brett another guy that i really like he run he's got the dark horse podcast uh jordan uh peterson um sam harris interestingly and a couple of other guys i think were kind of involved in that dark um, the intellectual dark web. And these were guys that were that were kind of, you know, speaking truth to power, uh, coming from a place, um, a very academic place. All of them were, uh, you know, high IQ, um, college type. You know, they were professors. They were uh, um, institutional guys. And I think that's an important thing as we go into this is that, that these, these guys are all institutional guys that are speaking against the institution in a lot of cases that, that they're... That they're coming from, uh, which is a powerful thing. But uh, I found this an, in- an interesting interview. A couple a little bit of context, and he's gonna get into it. But a little bit of context: Sam Harris was on the show uh, a few weeks back and made some comments about how we need institutions and and um, the importance of institutions, even even when even and when they lose our complete trust. So I have some thoughts on this. Um, I am never going to win an IQ contest against Eric Weinstein or Brett or anything like that. But I I think I have some thoughts that are pertinent um, and are valuable to the conversation. So let's move ahead and uh, let's get started with this overreaction.
1: An awful lot. Parallel. The conversation is moving in a similar direction to one I had with Sam Harris recently. I would think it's very different, but happy to hear more. He identified on an episode that I did with him not long ago, the fact that we have lost trust in our institutions and yet abandoning them is also, uh, wholesale is is also not an option.
2: Sam also tried To say I can see the problems on the I Sam can see the problems on the right, and I can see the problems on the left, and there is a group of people who have allowed their irritation with the left to color their thinking to the point that they now are in a right wing situation without understanding the dangers on the right. I think Sam is discounting the idea that once people wake up to the to the concept that they were living in an orchestrated truman show that they did not understand they're not going to have the idea
0: i want to stop there because this is this is a little bit of a pet peeve that i have with really smart intellectual types is they assume that most people um don't perceive maybe they can't quite or or a lot of us can't quite communicate or articulate Exactly what is happening to them, but they definitely know what is happening to them, and they know it's wrong. And uh, when he says things like that, that, we were in a Truman show that they that we didn't understand. A lot of us understood pretty plainly. A lot of us knew exactly what was going on, and, and didn't have the voice, didn't have um, in some cases in, in some cases even just the platform just to say it. And because a lot of a lot of even the, the big platforms, if if you got big. Um, and said these things were taken down. And he goes into that a little bit, but but I think it's important that that we say no, A lot of people saw that there was a problem and knew there was a problem from the beginning and and acted accordingly. And even if they didn't quite understand um, all, you know, all the corruption because it became way more corrupt and way more, um insider baseball in other words it was it was far deeper than than i think we even imagined it could be um the covid thing was it was absolutely insane that to, to now that we find out that that actually it's very likely um that we actually created covid and not that we wanted it to get out but but that it was actually something that we funded that that american taxpayer payers funded and then we funded again by creating the vaccine. And then we we're now funding again because of all the vaccine, um, uh, injuries that are happening right now. Uh, eh, you know what I mean? Like, like, anyway, let's keep going. But, but I, I want to make, make sure like I am in, I, from all the people that I see out in the world, the people that got this right were the normal people the people that even if they didn't know what they were, what they were perceiving, knew that something was wrong and were acting accordingly. Like, oh, sure. The vaccines were a little bit more dangerous
2: than claimed and maybe a little bit less effective. And maybe we knew a little bit more about the lab leaks. No way you spat directly in my face and told me not only that it was raining, but that I was a crazy person for thinking that you spat directly in my face and you piled up how many Nobel laureates? To defend uh, the idea that any inquiry into the origin of this virus was racism, it's like you're dead to me,
0: man. That's a strong statement. I absolutely, absolutely, the the we the institutions that that silenced people, that deplatformed people, that tried to destroy people for their financial gain. And, and, and it's very clear that's what this was. This was a power game and a financial game. And, uh, you know, just like a lot of the wars, a lot of things that are going on right now are, you can see through the eyes of declaring power over us um, and, or, and it's usually an and, a financial um, outcome for cronies and, and those that are in power. Just a fact, like, that's just a fact
2: and i think that that's what people are not understanding in the democratic party are... increasingly the basic attitude is whoever this class of people is that crawled into our elite institutions is just dead like there's nothing anthony fauci could say at this moment
0: that i want to hear it's not okay let me let me say this i i agree with him that this this uh, that the people that crawled into the institutions as he put it are are dead but it's the institutions themselves that killed them it's not like they they crawled up into the institutions and wanted to do harm i don't think maybe some did fauci may be the exception to that but for the most part people crawled into the institutions because they wanted to do good it was the institutions themselves that killed them
2: but i don't think that he doesn't know virology or epidemiology I know I can't trust him because of the way in which he looked into my eyes. And then, you know, when Stephen v- uh, Colbert is dancing with syringes, singing the vaccine song, and Ariana Grande, you know, is in a super highly produced number from like hairspray, but converted to vaccines uh, with a giant picture of Anthony Fauci and everybody's celebrating like it's a May Day celebration. Um, I get it. <laughs> I live in a completely fake world and i wrote an article about this in 2011 on kayfabe which is the system of lies that undergirds professional wrestling so now you're you've woken up to the idea that you've spent your life watching something like major league baseball or premier league soccer or whatever it is and it's all fake
0: it's all fake and and i hope so many have woken up to the fact that it's all fake all of these institutions are fake the president is fake congress is fake the nsa is fake uh, cdc fake it's fake it's all and, and i've thought this for a long time like i'm not sure what the difference the, the difference between like my doctor or a doctor somebody who's who who um let me say it this way: There are very few true professionals out there. There are very few people out there, in my opinion, who um, actually know more and are willing to go out on a limb um, for for you know what they know is right. And um, anyway, but amen. <laughs> One for Eric Weinstein. Boom. And now you don't know who you are. You don't know what your
2: country is. You don't know what a ballot box is. You have no idea what news is or media. You don't know what a university is actually teaching. You've got people running.
0: But we do know. I mean, again, I want to, like, I understand what he's saying. Like, all of that stuff has been deconstructed. It's all been turned flat. It's all flat now. There's, there's nothing real, real. And we realize that it's become eminently clear. But people have been saying this for a long time people i mean it's just come to a head where now we know like it's a fact elections don't matter it's a fact your your vote doesn't matter it's a fact what the the people in authority say doesn't matter it's they're saying what's in their best interest and the interest of their cronies they are not doing what's in your best interest when you when the police officer puts you uh, pulls you over is it because of your safety that he wants you to fix your taillight or so he can pull some more money for the town i mean it's this, it's small things like that but it goes all the way up it, it, did fauci um say we had to have a mask ma- or a, a, have to have lockdowns so that we had could we had to wait for the vaccine so that he can make money off the vaccine proceeds that he was that he was invested in i mean that's what it seems to be the case. So we can't trust any of the authorities, and we shouldn't. We should never have. We never should have. the The problem that we have is that we've we've lacked critical thinking um, from the top down. Uh, and and when again, I I hate to say we to generalize that much because a lot of us did, and a lot of us saw it, and a lot of us were ignored. But a lot of us saw it and and heard and and to their you know glory, those who, who, who saw it and, and, and acted around
2: who are calling themselves scholars who publish in scholarly journals and sit in scholarly seats, and you can tell what they're saying is completely wrong and it's directly in
1: their area of expertise. So the thing about pattern matching that I said was, there are still many people who are scholars who are in positions of authority inside of highfalutin institutions that presumably do want to do good and do want to deploy their skills in a way that does this, is it a case that every single institution is completely wrong? Or is this reflexive skepticism being tuned up too highly to the point where there is skepticism about things that don't deserve it? And how do we determine between the two?
2: Okay, so we have to talk about the institutions that are fighting back. Twitter, which has become X, is not on the same standard that the uh, Facebooks are or Google is. Elon is doing something different. We can talk about what. The University of Chicago is still fighting. Uh, My daughter just graduated from the University of Chicago. Congratulations. I I never mentioned where she was while she was there. Um, it, It is it needs it needs support we have to support the schools that fought back for example i believe ohio state fought back and there's a school in oklahoma that fought back and leading that charge is the university of chicago we have organizations like fire uh
0: that promote free speech uh we have professors fire is a fantastic uh organization by the way um and i forget what this stands for but it is it's it's the um it is, some, it is an organization that will go and fight and, and um, actually um, fight in court for people who have been discriminated because of their speech. Um, it's a
2: great organization. Who are taking on some risk, like Jonathan Haidt. But we're not seeing the Noam Chomsky effect, where you do amazing research and they have to put up with every crazy idea that comes through your mind. Right? That's important. Look up a person named Serge Lang in mathematics and something called The File to understand how dangerous it is to screw with real scholars.
1: What happens? Give us the 30,000 foot view.
2: You know, they put, people tried to put, like, say, uh, Sam Huntington into the National Academy of Sciences, who was an architect of the Vietnam War. And Serge Lang just said, I look through his papers, I find the following mathematical statements. This is not science. Why is this person in the academy? And then they fight back. And I fought back with Serge Lang when he was at Harvard, um, where we tried to engage Sam Huntington on on that topic. You can't have these dangerous people running around. That's why all of us are discredited. Maybe you haven't noticed this, but like Jordan Peterson is discredited. Sam Harris is discredited. Joe Rogan is discredited. Brett Weinstein is discredited. Ben Shapiro is discredited. Barry Weiss is discredited. Everybody, Is discredited.
0: Tim Pool referred to it. It's amazing. It is really amazing how uh, these people who are so uh, academically acclaimed and so well regarded, until they have a wrong idea, you know, or and until they have an opinion that goes against uh, the institutions, or, or you know, all of a sudden now they're not only not only are they. Is that idea wrong? But they are—they're—they're discredited. They're deplatformed. Like every everything they ever said was wrong. It's pretty amazing. The the um, just it's funny because you know people do great work for decades and then they say one thing that goes against the grain and boom.
1: (laughs) As the IDW's walking corpse phase at the moment.
2: Well my point is this personal destruction is the coin of the realm. And some of the personal destruction that you see that looks organic is, is orchestrated as well. And we're just in this thing where, in my opinion, which
0: I mean, if it's a Truman show, it's a Truman show all the way up and all the way down. Right. Like, so there's, there's, I, I'd say almost everything is, is not organic. If you see somebody, you know, coming out of nowhere, um, if you see, um, you know, uh, you know, it's funny, it, it, I, you can get so jaded that even some, a guy like Oliver Anthony, who I really think is, it did come out of nowhere. I think that is a grassroots thing, but I could see a lot of people thinking, oh man, you know, who, who propped this guy up? And, and I'm sure now people are going to be putting in comments, you know, that, that he was propped up by, you know, you uh, know, uh, you know, uh, Big Richmond or something, <laughs> Big South Richmond. What you're looking
2: at is something called deconfliction, but people don't know what that is. Deconfliction is supposed to stop what are called blue-on-blue incidences. So a blue-on-blue incidences, you have two branches of government that don't know that they're operating covertly. So maybe you have an investigative team and an undercover team, and the investigative team is about to blow the cover thinking that they've got a target, but is actually an undercover agent. So, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to check in with these centralized systems and say, "Do you have any assets in this arena we're about to move?" Yes, we do. Oh, okay. So they find out, and this is supposed
0: to stop blue on blue. Okay. this is this is a little bit where where I think we're going to get to the heart of the matter. Um, and And I want to start because I don't even agree with the premise. Um, that there should be any such thing as blue on blue crime or how, however you put it. Um, I'm not sure why there are any, um, like an undercover investigator not invest. Yeah. An undercover, you know, cop or something like that. Like that, that, that seems to me, um, I don't know, the, the, the more I'm looking into things, the more I, the more that I dis- distrust institutions, I'm not sure that's a good idea. I'm not sure we should allow that. Um, I'm not sure that, um, you know, an undercover investigator um, is good for society. I understand there's bad people, um, but I think a lot of, I think a lot of the crim- quote criminality that there, that people are um, legitimately, finding great pain and suffering um, from, um, I'm not saying it's made up, but I'm saying it's the laws themselves that are causing the pain. I think the the war on drugs is a great example of that. I think the fact that we have so many people locked up for nonviolent drug offenses, seems pretty insane to me and 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 the fact that that's turned into the the turf of of, uh black market gangs and mafia and um the the criminal element um is a reflection on that it's not it's not a reflection on on anything except for the the failure of the war on drugs um and so it's the law itself that has caused the suffering and the pain. And, and then you tack onto that another level of, of investigations and, and, um, somebody who's going undercover to investigate and, and serve that war on drugs, it becomes, it it becomes a layered upon layer, layer problem, um, that does nothing but create suffering, pain, death, and you know but that's what government does anyway continue um anyway but i think that's important like to set the premise of like he's talking about how we need a central um authority to check you know so that we don't we so good guys don't hurt good guys um okay and i and i and i'm kind of fighting against that whole premise from the beginning um, so I understand that those things, you know, maybe could ex- is exist, is should exist, I suppose, but I'm fighting against that premise. I think, it, I don't think it's a, um, I think it's a good discussion to have whether that those things should even exist.
2: The interesting thing is, even though there are three systems called SafetyNet, RIS safe and case explorer, you can't use them unless you are an official part of the government. So I called up one of them, had a half an hour conversation before I started asking about Jeffrey Epstein. And then they immediately said, This call will be terminated in five seconds. Uh, for I, I, maybe it was case, case Explorer for South Florida, something like that. What happens when you have a civilian that's not signed up for non disclosure under no rules? You're an American citizen with full right to free speech. And you stumble on something that you're not supposed to know about. That is a deconfliction problem that nobody
0: has ever solved. So the first thing I'd like to throw out is. And by the way, I think this. You know, how do you solve that? So I, I, I don't remember if he goes into his solution, but I think the solving it is that you don't have these institutions. You don't have you don't have these. Uh, um, you don't have these organizations. These centralized government organizations that are doing nothing but causing trouble and getting uh people caught in the crossfire because it, what he's describing is exactly what i'm talking about and 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 um i think you know why does he bring this up well you know we see this all the time we saw this recently with the with the covid thing where we had people whistleblowing saying something's not right here so and we're caught in the crosshairs um and you know, again, we're, we're uh, if not criminally um, persecuted, we're definitely deplatformed, silenced. Everything that can be done to them, um, uh, you know, to not them to allow to have their First Amendment free speech rights. Um, and so, the problem is the institution itself. The problem is that institution that has the power to do that. If
2: we have three separate systems to keep like the intelligence community and local police departments from tripping over each other, what do you think we do when ordinary citizens get wind of something amiss that's some super secret operation? And my claim is we discredit them. We pre-bunk them in the language of the GEC, I believe.
0: Pre-bunk them. That's a great term. That's good. We're gonna pre-bunk you.
2: <laughs> See, we're all familiar. We're all familiar with debunking misinformation and disinformation. You've got some disinformation that's spreaded around, and we debunk it by giving you the truth. What happens when somebody is spreading the truth in a way that is unhelpful to a statecraft level narrative?
0: I think that's called malinformation, right? Is not what the terror, you know, the, the war on terror wants to call it malinformation. Well, we didn't know what the words were, but we just found out and it's, you pre-bunk
2: the malinformation.
0: (laughs) I forgot. Now, if you
2: didn't grow up knowing what malinformation is, here's a quick refresher. Malinformation
1: is actual information, but it's harmful. Right. The equivalent of politically incorrect income. Hold on, hold on. He didn't finish. He didn't
0: finish. It's harmful. But who is it harmful to? It's not harmful to me. It's not harmful to my neighbors. It's good for everybody to know. It's harmful for the people in power because it either embarrasses them or or it has them shown in a bad light or it proves their corruption. I mean, this is why I really believe there should be no such thing as state secrets. No such thing. Like, if we own the government, if it's our government, we should be able to see everything. And the only reason they're state secrets is because they want th- things to be hidden that they don't want us to know. Because if they knew that we knew what they did, um, yeah. There's a there's a quote that uh, Jefferson talks about, you know, blood running through the streets, and and that may happen if if we actually saw the things the CIA, the FBI. Um, if we actually knew what the NSA was doing, we think we know because you know, th- you know, thanks to Snowden. But if we actually knew, if we actually knew everything, and if we knew what our elites were doing behind closed doors against us, they might do whatever they want in their personal life. But but specifically, if we knew what they were doing against us, it. There may not be a soul in D.C. Nation.
2: Well, or, you know, you're trying to make sure that uh, there's support for the war in Ukraine, and somebody actually realizes that things are much more desperate than than they thought. Well, that would be deleterious to our, our efforts if the objective is to get Putin to capitulate. So now you have to pre-bunk the malinformation, which means destroy the reputation of the person spreading the information that's countering the official disinformation and misinformation.
0: And I, this is, I want to add uh, a person that's been on the show. Um, somebody that I call the, um, facilitator of the great Barrington declaration. Um, and that's Jeffrey Tucker, who's been on the show several times. He's the one that put the, the, the that put, um, the, the, the scientists in the room that, that, that wrote up the Great Barrington Declaration. And what happened immediately after they, these were eminent scientists, they were top of the class in their field, everybody respected them. And then immediately when they said, you know, lockdowns are a bad thing, we should probably do what we've always done, which is protect the weak, protect the vulnerable and allow uh, allow um, the, the, the disease to turn endemic uh, through uh, spread and and that spread will happen through, um, uh, you know, through through natural natural contact by living our lives, and that's and that's how the human race has survived for as long as it has. It's because our immune system is so supremely adaptive, um, and yet that was immediately debunked, pre-bunked that these people couldn't exist. Like, you know. Uh, Dr. Batticherio, I think is is how you pronounce his name, you know, how he was he was removed from Twitter at the time because he he said that you know that that lockdowns were a bad thing. It's it's absolutely um, you know, it it's a pre bunk. It's saying we can't let this information out because um, well, if they knew too if they knew too much, it'd be bad for them. <sighs>
1: So I can't work out why anybody's confused and why they're having trouble existing in the stay in
2: school kids. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The point is, I've got all of these friends who
0: are pre bunked malinformers.
2: That's what what a club. What a club to be. That's what I do.
0: The pre bunked malinformer club. That's good, Chris. I like that. I'm a pre bunked malinformant. There's never been a sexier title. Actually, I spread
2: malinformation. Yeah. And I need to be pre-bunked. So, of course, I'm going to be a grifter. I'm going to be, I don't know, a Charlotte and I'm going to, well, he's over. Can we stop trying to make Eric Weinstein a thing? Blah, blah, blah. And there's, you know, giant farms of of people and bots that are dedicated to spreading bad feelings about anybody who's going to contradict narrative.
1: Well, don't forget as well that the, the coordination doesn't necessarily need to be there because the Incentives align online. For, There's an emergent
2: part. Yes. There's a non-emergent part. Correct. I will not agree with anyone who tells me it's all one or the or all the other. But part of this is actually coordinated.
1: Yeah. So close that loop yeah. on the agentic sovereign individual existing in the world. Holy fuck! I'm getting bukakied with this. Total awfulness of, of information here.
2: Bukaki just means splattered in Japanese.
1: That's why it's not a, a terrible sure. term to use. Yeah, absolutely it's, not. Thank you. It's actually been appropriated by the adult industry in a way that I think the Japanese should reclaim.
2: Actually, Melissa Chen has probably done more to popularize this in
1: intellectual circles than anyone else. So shout out to Miss Melissa Chen. Melissa Chen and Bukaki in the same sentence. Oh, something yeah. that we weren't expecting but today.
2: She, she uh, I think, she, there was a period of her life where she would use it in every public appearance. She'd just sneak it in, right? It every okay. Day. okay, the, bu-
1: the Bukaki of the gaps. <laughs> so anyway, <correct? laughs>
2: you have a situation where nobody knows what's going on. And I don't think Sam is comfortable, by the way, being here. Like,
0: Okay. I understand what he's saying. Nobody knows what's going on. But again, this is, this is kind of frustrating to me because we do know. Here's what we know. We know it's corrupt. We know the people in charge are corrupt. And we know that the institutions themselves are absolutely sour and rotten to the core and need to be torn down period. It needs to be torn down. We know that. And, and almost nothing else matters. I guess is what I'm trying to say is like everything above that or everything beyond that is just noise. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's why it needs to be torn down. The walls need to be torn down, burn down the mission, Elton John, burn it down. You're in open water.
2: And you have all of these instructions about what to do when you're swimming near land, which is, you know, try to align yourself with the shore, don't fight the current. And like, that's not where you are. You're just in open water and you're treading water and you don't know whether there are oceanic white tips around and you you don't know whether you can keep this up for much longer. But there is no land. There's a big difference with Sam.
1: Go a little deeper, make that a little plainer for me.
2: You cannot trust Harvard or nature. You cannot trust the office of management and, and budget or the Lancet or the Lancet or the Bureau of labor statistics. You cannot trust any newspaper that I'm aware of. You cannot trust the CDC or the NIH or the WHO. Now, People will hear that and they'll say, "Oh my God, Eric, you're spreading distrust and fear." It's like,
0: I'm a yeah, because that's what you see. Like, what are you supposed to? Say? Are you supposed to say that the it's it's false? Like, it, like I don't know what the alternative does. Everything's okay. Oh, excuse me, the house is burning down. Everything's okay. Like, what's the alternative? If you see the house burning down, you got to say the house is burning down
2: a pass-through, shoot the messenger all you want. All of those institutions are out of control, and we all know it. And...
1: Entirely out of control? No. Mostly out of control?
2: I did this on trigonometry. We we have this anti-institutional point. How is it that the airlines can't keep my seat clean? Uh, and can't make sure that I'm able to recline it properly or that the Wi-Fi doesn't go out. And then their planes never crash. So the institutions are functioning and not functioning. They're lying and telling the truth. They're getting it done and
0: failing outright over and over again. And Yeah, okay. But again, it's just like what he says with the airlines. It's it's kind of like how many times do you, do you have a bank error that's not in, in the bank's favor? You know what I mean? Like, how come all of the errors or the mistakes or the line, it's always in their favor? There's, there's, it's, it's never. Um, so I don't know why he's saying it's both working and not working. It's not working because it's working for corrupt means. If, if you set up an organization and the goal of your organization is to, um, I don't know, spread, um, the truth of, of, of apple fritters. Okay. And, and you decide, well, I need to, um, you know, destroy the, the ho-hos <laughs> in order to spread my apple fritter gospel. Um, you know, it, it's like, it, it's corrupt. It's, it's a corrupt institution. And so, this is where I disagree with Eric. Like it's it's not both working and not working. Let me back up. It is working, but it's it's not working in the way we think it's working. It's working exactly how they intend it to work. And who do I mean by they? Those who run the institutions. Though so, I mean, just look who is profiting from these institutions. We're talking about the Bill and Gates, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We're talking about the uh um uh, the government, for sure. We're talking about the CDC, we're talking about the NHS, we're talking about all of these institutions. Like, what these are the people, the Fauci, these are the people that are profiting. Um, and it, these are the people. So, so, yes, they're not working from our perspective, but they're working perfectly from the perspective of these people. And so that's why they need to be torn down because they're lies. Let's continue.
2: It's it's even worse because if 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 the planes crashed all the time, then you'd say, okay, well, these people are incompetent. But it's like the selective incompetence and right. madness, because and it's in their favor. <laughs> what I think is is that Sam wanted to treat this as, look, it's pretty annoying what's going on on the left, and it's pretty annoying what's going on with the institutions. But let's not let's not lose sight of the fact, January sixth, people don't feel that way. People feel like, wait a minute, I don't know which end is up. I don't know who's telling me the truth
0: anymore. I can spot these lies that are so transparent and this. And if you don't think January 6th is a reflection of that, like January 6th happened because people don't believe in voting. People don't believe in the ballot box and they shouldn't. They, there's no, I mean, once that time magazine article came out of, of, uh, you know, how the, how the election was, how was it put? Um, how we, um, made the election, you know, I I can't remember the term now, but, but, but that time magazine and people know that I'm talking about, um, you know, where they, they, they basically made sure that the election happened the way that they wanted it to happen, which is Biden as the president. There was no way that Trump was going to win, which by the way, if anybody thinks Trump is going to win this time what are you doing to fix it what are you doing to change it's not going to change it's just not so um it's the that's why these institutions need to be torn down from top to bottom from bottom to top burn it baby burn this is the theory of lies as a checksum
2: so when you get a binary for a computer program that you want to install on your computer you want to know well is this what came from microsoft or did somebody adulterate it, and when I click on this thing, it's going to install ransomware on on my machine. So there's something called a checksum, which is generated by how the program was compiled, and it would be almost impossible to come up with a second program that would generate the same checksum. Verification. Yeah. If the checksum is off, I don't install the thing, and the checksums are all off. And that's why people are going crazy. And that's why to your earlier point, isn't it interesting that we're not talking about the level of uncertainty, right? Like this is not sustainable. So Sam is,
0: by the way, that's absolutely brilliant. Everybody knows it's not a level of uncertainty. It's certain that these places are corrupt. It's certain that they lied to us. It's certain that the lab leak, you know, actually happened the way that, that people thought it happened. Um, so, yeah, that's a great point. 100% <laughs>
2: correct on a lot of things that people are making fun of him for. And I assume that I will be uh, keel-hauled all over Twitter for saying this. You cannot have a world without institutions. We're not built for it. We're just, there's no part of you that is prepared to generate all your own electricity and, and, and you know, kill all your own game and get your own clean.
0: Okay, this is, let's continue because I have a point about this. And water and it's just, You need an army. Why? You you need a police department. You you can only play... um... See, okay, this is... is, We need institutions. Okay, but the devil literally is in the details. What does that mean? So, for example, why do we need a centralized institution? Why do we need a centralized police department? Why can't I have my security and you have your security? Um, Why do we need... An army. I mean, in fact, the uh, Constitution strictly forbids a standing army. So why do we need one? Like, what would what's more um, difficult to overcome if if you're an invading force, a standing army of I don't know how many. What uh, do we have? A million? I, I don't think we have a million um, armed forces. I, but I really don't know. Um, but but hundreds of thousands, or literally tens of millions of gun owners who are practiced and um, and are involved in a regular militia, like would China, is is there is there any way? possible that China could overtake California let alone this is some people like literally think China is going to come come across the Pacific Ocean take over California and and you know is going to run the United States and that's just not going to happen um they can't even do it financially and there's a lot of reasons literally why they can't but they can't muster enough people how many there's there's 400 million guns In the United States, and if we got just a modicum, just a little organized, um, no army on the face of the earth, not even the United States Army could could stop us. So, why do we need an army? We need an army so that the president can go out and and um, you know. So basically, we need a military-industrial complex. To help people get rich and powerful, um, we need an NSA so that not 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 so they can you know uh, spy on our quote enemies. No, so they can spy on us. It's all about turning us into slaves. So all these institutions that that Eric is talking about, I guess we need them. But why do they need to be centralized? Why can't we have you know hundreds of power companies that 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 have come up with creative ways to get power? to people's homes? Why can't we have, like I said, uh, uh, thousands of police forces that are, that I am paying to protect me and my rights and my family. There's no reason. Why can't we have separate laws? And, this, you know, why can't uh, um, uh, um, the 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 town or the community that I live in, I mean, it already happens. Uh, we have homeowner organizations that are organized for a small group of people, and a different organization can have different rules and can have different ideas. And people can freely come and go, freely decide whether they want to accept these or not. We don't need this, like um, these institutions that are centrally governed, because all that does is give power to the to um, to a small group and they're going to lord it over us it happens every time and until we've learned that lesson it's going to happen again and again and again and again it's just that that's that's you know that's why the israelites um you know it's why they suffered so much one of the reasons they suffered so much is because they want to have a king like everybody else like look it up why they did god did not want them to have a king that's the last thing he wanted them to have because he knew what kings do and so here we are going hey you know we just secured our liberty from king george the blah, blah, blah. we need another king let's call him president we don't have a king we have a president we're gonna elect him oh how's that worked out
2: and scene frontier you know wild west so long before you realize that modern life can't be supported this way
0: disagree 100 and we can't go with the institutions we have by the way this is also a problem of of being smart is you think other people are stupid and so you don't think that other people can take care of themselves and so you think all the ideas have to come from on high you don't think people can can come up with their own ideas and that's exactly this is this is where eric and i i think would part ways it's it's I don't think you need a, a um, just like I kind of made fun of the metric system before because it was a high priest of measurement coming from on high to tell us, you know, how to measure. It's the same thing. Like, we don't need people from on high to tell us, you know, what is right and wrong. We got that. It's called the Ten Commandments. That's the one on high person that we, that we can believe in. You know, everything else is man-made and meant to enslave.
2: So we need institutions. We can't go with these institutions, not because the institutions are wrong, but because the inhabitants are wrong.
0: So when the next ones come up, like what's going to keep them from being corrupt? His brother's the same way, by the way. They'll, he'll, they'll say things like what we need to do. And it's like, what, who's this we? Because what we mean are the people like him that are going to make these decisions for the rest of us. It ain't right. No, that's how, because the next institutions will end up exactly the same, exactly the same, because it's happened throughout time. To a person they've been selected for by this
2: ability to lie because growth evaporated. That's one of my main riffs. We don't have to go into it, but basically that in the absence of real growth, everything turns pathological. True, And so it's just heartbreaking to see some of these people saying, look, we've always known that the institutions were wrong. We finally have the ability to prove that. Let's tear them all down. So that's a very popular perspective at the moment. Yes, Other people want to claim, let's cling to the institutions because we know we need them. And we'll look past the fact that they're obviously lying about almost everything of importance. That's not really tenable. We can't vote these people out because like Diane Feinstein could beat me easily in a run uh, you know, for for Senate. I don't know why, because the machine is stronger than actually the, the vision we had for democracy.
0: That's the point. Read the democracy the, the democracy, the god that died. That'll answer your question, Eric. So we've got,
2: you know, Mitch McConnell having a Temporary, you know, ischemic attack on camera. Um, we've got somebody post-stroke in Pennsylvania uh, having defeated Mehmet Oz. We've got Dianne Feinstein. We've got um, Nancy Pelosi trading up a storm. We can't get rid of any of these people. Joe Biden
0: is... That's the point. That is the entire point. Yes, we can't get rid of them. We, which means we have to get rid of them, preferably peacefully, but we have to get rid of them.
2: Way too old for this job and has been in government since he was 29 in 1972 when he won his Senate seat. This is a joke, it's beyond preposterous.
0: And- no, it's not a joke. I'm sorry, it's not a joke. It's evil, it's what it is. It's terrible that, that, that for too long, we have not stood up for ourselves and said, "Down with these people! They don't have our best interests at heart. They're not our friend. They 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 do not want good things for us." And and that goes from the you know that goes from Biden to Trump to um uh to your local congressman. I don't Democrat Republican and the Freedom Caucus, not in the Freedom Caucus and the and the. Swarm and the scourge, whatever the groups are that that are you know in that thing, The, the Mitt Romney's of the world, and all of them. All if you are in Congress, you are corrupt, and you should be ashamed of yourself, and you should resign today and do some good in the world. Like take care of your family, get out of there. Stop, stop trying to take care of us, you losers, you freaking
2: leeches. And by the way, it comes out of not loving your children. Also, people who love their children don't drill holes in their children's life raft. In the modern world, post-World War II was a life raft to get us to the next stage. And the number of older people I see liquidating everything so that they can live out their final days in the same style to which they've become accustomed is
1: impossible in a world where people love their children. In other... Okay. I'm going to finish this, but hold on. News. This episode is brought to you by
0: Shopify. Shopify. All right. So this is uh, Chris Williamson, um, Modern Wisdom. I want to just end with a little note on what he was talking about at the end. He's right. People who love their children... Do not um, tax them. Do not put burdens on them. Do not create such an inflation. It is so incredibly sad that we live in a society that is demanding two and even sometimes three and four incomes in order to support a household. That's insane. With our technology, And it's not because there's not a minimum, high enough minimum wage. The problem is because the Fed wants us to be poor and it steals its money through inflation. The problem is, is that the government has made us poor. And there's a lot of, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to unpack from what, just that little step, but 100% agree, Eric. People don't do this who love their children. Take them out of school. You listen to End of Love Remains. Mike is gone. You are listening to End of Love Remains. Gone but not forgotten. The first of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt. We're trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization to die.